Capaldi, forget me. Welcome along to the show this morning. I am so excited to be joined in studio with this absolutely inspiring man, Derek Mackesy. How are you? Fine, Katie. Thanks. Uh, what are you thinking after I read out that list of what you have completed? It is insane, Derek. Yeah, as I was doing the list yesterday for you, I didn't realise that I had so much done, so <laughs> you kind of come to terms with it, yeah. Well, Derek, we have lots to talk about and what a week to do it. We are media partners with the Great Limerick Run, which is happening next Sunday. And you have just let me know before we came on air that you have took part in every one of them since 2010. That's correct, yes. Since 2010, I um, set up a running group that year leading up to the run where I trained a few people to, to take part in the six mile, the half marathon and marathon. That is insane. And you're, of course, talking about doing the marathons, the full marathons. Yeah, so taking part in all the marathons up to this year, yeah. So and hopefully next Sunday we'll complete it again. So That's so inspiring. So I want to start off by asking you, how did you get started in running and what inspired you to pursue this sport? I suppose as a young child, I would have run a lot at school and taken part in things like that. And then at 15 years of age, we were taking part in community games with Patrick Swellcora. And then I suppose I kind of disappeared from the sport for a while, um, pursued other sports like hurling, soccer, football. And then in 2007, uh, an unfortunate work accident um, led me back into running uh, to try and beat depression. Yeah, well, I think a lot of runners do run for their mental health and that's not, people don't realise when you see a runner doing the things that you do, they look at you and think, oh my God, I could never do that. How are they so disciplined? But the actual fact is most running groups, clubs are actually out there for the same reason, battling mental health. Uh, They have a story. Every runner has a story. Would you agree with me in saying that? Yeah, every single person uh, on the road definitely has a story behind it. Um, They all have a why. Um, Not every person's why would be the same, but they definitely have a story behind it. And you, of course, joined uh, a club. Let's call it a community marathon club Ireland. And you run with a lot of other runners. Having a community of runners like that, it is such a nice, safe place, isn't it? Everyone's there for the same reason. Everyone is trying to better themselves. And tell me a little bit about Marathon Club Ireland. Uh, Marathon Club Ireland was founded by Ray O'Connor back in November uh, 2010. Um, And he set it up for the sole reason of trying to get people like himself that was travelling for marathons. At the time, there was only probably three or four marathons in the country. And they set up a community where it was non-competitive marathons for people to be able to attend. Um, and the club has grown in stature since. So it was like 10 day one and his very first marathon on the Salt Hill Prom. Um, and the club has grown ever since. So literally, I think at our highest, it was 280 members. We currently have 170, of which there's 65 members and 100 plus marathons. Wow, it is insane. I, of course, have been a little bit part of Marathon Club Ireland when I first started my uh, physical change in my body and trying to get fitter I did get to meet a lot of people in Marathon Club Ireland and the small time that I was a part of that it really felt like a family a community where people picked each other up and drove each other on so it is a fantastic thing to have 
and to be able to go and meet people that are like-minded like you that are running for the same reasons. Uh, let's talk and dive into a little bit of your list of things that you've done. Uh, you've done some of these for some amazing charities, uh, one of them being Cystic Fibrosis. Uh, tell me why you chose that charity. Uh, it was a good friend of mine, Gerard Fay, which, uh, who actually was doing that challenge. So we started in the hospital in Limerick and rent Killarney down for the annual cystic fibrosis conference. Um, and Gerard does a lot of fundraising for cystic fibrosis. And also, of course, with the link to yourselves. Yeah, of uh, course. Michael and things like that. I'd, uh, I agreed with Gerard to take part with him because Gerard had no one to run um, with him. And of course, with me living in Limerick at the time, he asked me would I help him during the, the challenge. So I gladly accepted and it was an enjoyable an yeah. enjoyable one. Yeah. <laughs> 2018 Brayhead Wicklow to Brayhead. Tell me a little bit about that one. That was 400 miles. Yeah, that one kind of is closer to home. So my sister Nicola passed away in 2015 um, due to SUDEP, which is sudden unrelated death in epilepsy. And I wanted to do something for Irish epilepsy. And talking to another good friend of mine, Brian Byrne, set me a challenge. Again, of course, probably been involved, being out in the night, but uh, he said uh, he had done that challenge 20 years previous. So Brayhead and Wicklow to Brayhead and Village Islands covering the six marked ways across the country. So I agreed to take it on and done the fundraising for Irish epilepsy. So it was 11 days. I'll never forget as long as I lived. It was, <laughs> a, it was a heat wave back in 2018. Day one was day one of the heat wave. Um, running across parts of the country where literally the mountains were on fire beside me. Wow. Um, so, and to see the scenery that we cover throughout, of course, your dad, Paddy and Brian crewed me on that. So I think they have a lot more stories than what I have. That was my next question. How can you describe a typical training week leading up to an ultra race or a 400 miler? And how do you balance training with other commitments in your life? I'm kind of lucky that I'm, I'm a fitness class instructor outside New Sports and uh, I teach a lot of classes, so that kind of coincides with my training, so I don't have to get out and do massive miles. So I could be teaching anything between three and four classes a day, um, and most days we'll get out for a minimum of 5K. Um, I try to get out at least once a week for a half marathon, and most weekends would involve either one or two marathons, where this weekend I'm taking up to Connemara for the Ultra tomorrow morning, which is 39.3 miles. Wow, and you're going to head in then and do the Great Limerick Run next week? Cool as a breeze. Like, this man is cool as a breeze. Let's talk, let's go back a little bit and talk about how important your crew are around you. You mentioned there Paddy and uh, Brian. So these, you need these crews when you're on these 11 days, 8 days, you know, 400 milers, 106 kilometres. What are they there for? Yeah, it's massive um, having a crew. Not only that, but you have to have the backing of our family. So I'm very lucky to have my wife, Marisha, and three kids, Brandon, Eva, and Dunica all support me along my mum and dad. And then, of course, the, the two most important men during that challenge were, were Paddy and Brian. Um, they literally become your brain because you're being the robot out there. They feed you, they're trying to keep your spirits up. You go through lows during it and they're literally trying to say, keep up your head and giving you information back from people texting and things like that. Um, you tend not to have time looking at your phone when you're running. You tend to do that at night time when you're trying to mind your feet and stuff like that. So It is. You go into a different zone, am I right, in saying that you your brain goes to a different place. So you can be a little bit distorted and your crew comes along. You can only eat certain amount, 
amount of food nutrition wise little bits at a time am I right in saying that I can remember from the 24 hour Tralee yeah where you would have been down soft first time yeah. yeah so you're not trying to overeat because obviously you're getting upset stomach during it and if that happens it really eats into your time and your goal of hitting mileage so it's a tin line trying to balance the amount of food so literally a square of a sandwich could be in one hour and the next hour might be a small bit of a bar um, then kind of every three or four hours you're trying to mimic your main meals where you might have a cup of pasta one time and then you might have soup uh, and another another stop so kind of every 45 to 50 minutes or three to four miles is where you're trying to eat it's insane to me I'm actually sitting here and I'm forgetting that I have to present this show because I can't get my head around how you allow yourself to go and push your body to those limits when we get back I'm going to be asking you how you do that so do keep it here on spin we're going to continue with a bit of music Derek is going to stay here and tell me a little bit more good I'm still joined in studio with Derek Mackesy and let me tell you his nickname is Danger Mouse and it is Danger Mouse for a reason the list of things he's completed is absolutely insane and so inspiring Derek the next question I want to ask you is like you do all these crazy challenges. What is your strategy for pacing yourself during an ultra race? And how do you mentally put yourself in that place to challenge your body to undertake that type of running hours? Um, it's crazy. Yeah, I suppose in the, the longer distance stuff, you're trying to knock out too quick, which more times than that I still go out too quick <laughs> um, so you're trying to run probably the first two hours um, and get a good bit of mileage done settle into the run see what way the body's feeling and from there then you're integrating walk breaks so a walk break could be a five minute break where you're trying to ease a bit more than what you did the first two hours and I suppose mentally I put myself into the, the zone is I kind of think of someone that can't do it or someone that will be close to me that that literally don't don't have the privilege of me have to get out and walk or are sick and things like that. So I really kind of take my thoughts away and think about other people that are not able. That is amazing. That's actually an amazing point. So you're thinking about the people that can't do what you're doing. I honestly, I can't say enough, Derek. I don't know how you do what you do. It's absolutely insane. What are some of the biggest challenges you faced during an ultra race and how did you overcome them? Um, I suppose... The biggest challenge, I suppose, in, in two of my races and uh, two of my longer distance, so the, one of the charity runs, uh, the run across the country, uh, from day five I got extreme blisters in both feet. Um, I'll never forget that night where we had settled into a and b and I crawled out, <laughs> out of the room, over to Paddy's door, knocked, and Paddy comes out and looks out and I goes, Paddy, down here. And he goes, what? I said, you're going to have to look at my feet. I said, they're in bits. And then when they looked at them, my feet had blistered so bad that there was pus coming out of them. So they were very sore. And you were covered, like, as covered. in it's Both not feet. just one or, or two blisters. No. You, your feet are absolutely covered in blisters. Covered. So, so bad that literally every time I stopped, the, the blisters would refill. Oh, my um, God. So we'd send for, for supplies from the chemists and things where we were building up around the, the blisters. And I suppose the other race where caught me was the Quadratron Hero um, above in Donegal where the weather got so cold and wet that I literally went into spasms of shaking and we were just over halfway um, but the lads were fairly quick where this is where your crew comes into it yeah. Paddy and Marisha that were crewing me that night they literally got out to tinfoil blanket and within five minutes had me climbing the highest climb on it um, like I was nothing wrong so 
I do want to say to anyone listening in this morning, these challenges are trained. You are prepared for them. And as you said, without a crew, you can't do these. The crew is massive, isn't it, Derek? Things like that feeding you. It's down to the blisters on your feet, making sure that you you sleep, making sure that you're eating the right amount of food, driving you on. It's not possible without the crew. No, the crew literally are your brain when you're running because you don't keep your ability to be able to think properly, especially as you go into the nighttime hours, because your body's kind of so used to shutting down at nighttime. It's there where you could make silly mistakes, like not eating if you weren't, if you didn't have a crew, or missing a turn in a race or stuff like that. So you really rely on the crew for making sure you stay on the right path, number one, and number two, keeping an eye on you that everything is okay. So they're probably the first ones that are going to notice whether you're taking a lull because there's no food, not eating. They're also keeping a measurement of what you're drinking and to make sure you're hydrated and stuff like that. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll take it back to the time. I love to talk about, you know, it's something I can relate to. And I got to see at the 24-hour run in Trilly Park. So it's where he actually ran in circles for 24 hours. I have to say, that was a game changer for me. I wasn't in a great place in 2018. And when I witnessed my dad, I don't actually, am I right in saying you were at this, were you? I took part in it You as took well. part yeah. in it as well. Yeah. Okay, just to be sure. But watching my dad that night, I think he was 63 at the time, watching him run consistently for 24 hours blew my mind. It changed my mindset forevermore. When you see people do that, you think to yourself, there is not one thing in this world that we can't accomplish or do when we put our minds to it. Uh, Dark Park, running in circles. Is there a difference from the challenges you've took on across the country and mentally having to run in circles in a park? To me, that seems like it could mess with your head. Like just the one loop for 24 hours, if anyone knows Trilly Park. Uh, you're laughing. Why are you laughing? <laughs> yeah, they, I... People think it's a sign of madness running around in circles. Um, that one's actually probably more enjoyable. If the word enjoyable can be used in that scenario. <laughs> um, because you get to meet people constantly. Um, I suppose the hardest ultra I've taken part in is the carry away ultra. Where you literally do the loop of the carry away. Where you could be on your, hour, your own for hours on end above in a mountain. Oh where you goodness. can barely see where the markers are. And literally the only the only company you have up there is the sheep and, and cows that you pass. And when you turn your, your headlight, all you can see is the, the eyes staring back at you. So Oh my god. <laughs> so it's a little bit scary. Uh, well yeah, we were not expecting them and they just pop their head up, yeah, it can be. <laughs> <laughs> it is mental how you push your 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 mental state, your brain, your body to do these things. Can you share a favourite moment or a memory from a past ultra race that stands out to you? Definitely our first 100 mile in Connemara. Went up, literally with no expectations or anything. We got picture perfect day. I mean, postcard day for Connemara. Clear skies, absolutely fabulous weather. Went into nighttime, clear skies as well. And literally a meteor shower. And oh I was running God. in front of the lads pointing at these uh, shooting stars where the lads thought I was after losing my marbles. But there was actually... <laughs> falling stars that night so there was and a big massive moon literally looked like a giant torch in the sky that night wow um, that was definitely the most standout yeah. moment yeah definitely tell me 
when you joined running and you decided to do all these major challenges, what is the driving force for you to continue? So you've done you've done it all. You've you've absolutely done I feel everything you can do. Um what makes you keep wanting to do it? It's the people you meet on the road. Okay. Um I've met so many friends from every part of Ireland. Um you literally finish work on a Friday and you're gearing up to go away at the weekend. You struggle to get out of bed for work on a Monday to Friday and you could get up at three o'clock on a Saturday Sunday morning <laughs> to drive to our run, no problem at all. So but that's the enjoyment she- of meeting people. That's yeah. sheer passion. Yeah. As well. And it, it takes us back to the community of runners that they're not just, you know, people you meet. You've became lifelong friends forevermore because of your love for running together. That's definitely true. Um, and some inspirational people like I think I've done a lot there. Like two people that come to mind would be Dave Brady, who has the most marathons done by an Irishman. Um, oh, just over a thousand marathons. He's done his one thousand and tenth marathon in Dublin last year. And Colette O'Hagan, who has the most marathons by an Irish lady. Colette. Um, so Colette is coming up on nine hundred marathons. Wow. And both those, as you call it, people are in their seventies and are an absolute inspiration, and still doing marathons to this day. Yeah, I've met, I've been lucky enough to meet Colette and she is a lady and absolutely smashing it in, in the running scene. It's crazy. Uh, how do you recover from an ultra race, both physically and mentally? And what advice do you have for others who may be new to the sport or wants to get into running and is finding it hard to complete the 5k, to complete the 10k? What advice would you give them? Uh, first piece of advice then is probably get rid of the watch. Oh, wow. Big statement. Yeah. Get rid of the watch. The reason is everyone's main barrier is time. No matter how long it takes you to do 5K or 10K, it's still 10K or 5K, depending on what distance that person wants to cover. And regardless whether it's 14 minutes or an hour, it's still the same distance. So, and a lot of people put themselves under pressure that they have to run that distance. Once you complete the distance, whether you run, walk or crawl, it's still the same distance. I, I think that. people tend to give out to themselves and not allow themselves to walk when they have to. Um, just last weekend when I took part in a local run, a few people were struggling and they were saying to me, how would you manage to do this the whole time? Give them the same advice. If you need to walk, walk up the hills, jog down the other side. Um, and again, it was the watch was the barrier. They were constantly looking at the watch. They came up to me at the finish line last week to thank me that literally they got through that run because I, some way, changed their mindset. Um, starting out taking small blocks there's a load of apps there there's a load of running groups locally um, jog for a minute walk a minute there's also a good um, park run you have Mungret Newcastle West UL all free to take part and you meet like minded people meet parents walking with buggies things like that absolutely brilliant yeah I do agree with the watch I find if I'm in the gym or I'm running on a treadmill, I'm looking at that time and I'm switching between the time and the distance trying to get to the 5k. Um, we will mention and laugh a little bit. So you don't do what I did, Derek. So I'm so proud to say I have completed a marathon, one marathon, just one, okay? Back in 2018, I was probably at my heaviest that I've ever been and I went out to do a half marathon straight in, no training, I can do this, uh, hit the halfway mark, had this burst of energy and I was like, put me down for the full. So <laughs> let me tell you, five minutes after I hit the halfway mark and told him that I wanted to do the full marathon, I was gone, do Lala. I was like, what am I doing? But I completed it. And like that, 
I stopped, I walked, I ran. And I love that you said there, it doesn't matter about the time, the distance, it's about taking part and getting through it and getting it done. And I think we won't even talk about the time it took me, but it was a crazy amount of time. <laughs> I think people were like closing down stuff, waiting for me, but I completed it, Derek. It is. And that was the start of me wanting to be healthier within myself and learning how to run. And now I can run a steady 5k even, which like makes me sound so bad off against your accomplishments. But it is an, a great piece of advice that you gave people there that, you know, it doesn't matter about the time, don't get tied up in the watch. It is all about taking part and actually completing it, setting the goal and completing it. I love that. So what are your future goals as an ultra runner or what steps are you taking to achieve them? I know we talked off air and I know we can't actually talk about this challenge, but you're after telling me you're going to be doing a challenge that is bigger and it's going to blow the ones that I've mentioned out of the water. Yeah, we're a couple of weeks away from launching my next challenge, which is going to be in August this year, um, which is going to be close to 800 miles over 20 days. Oh my God. That is crazy. So you're going to have the crew on board. You're going to be, you've obviously, have you started training for this or will that come in? I definitely have started training, yes. Um, started training there about eight weeks ago. Um, I've completed one forty-eight hour, 24 hour. Um, so every weekend up to this, we'll literally have at least one event, if not two, um, try and get mileage in. Um, the thing with that challenge is it's a run walk, as I said there a while ago. It's not time-based, even though I'm saying 20 days. Um, so the, the ideal is to try and get at least 40 miles a day covered in order to complete it. And there's me thinking I'm brilliant with my 5k a day. But you are. But you see, <laughs> that's where people are wrong, where they come along and look at someone Comparing. like me. Yes, where someone's 100 metres could be their marathon mm-hmm. or someone walking to the gate in their house could be their marathon. So don't ever downgrade what you do. It's true. It's true. Old Katie. Okay, keep it here. I'm going to have my last final piece of a chat with the Derek, with the Derek, with Derek very soon. Keep it here on Spin Now with me, Katie. Now that is Wild Youth. We are one. They're going to be representing us in the Eurovision this year. I am joined still in studio with Derek Mackesy, a.k.a. Danger Mouse. Now, you're going to kill me, but I have to do this. I have to, I have to. Derek, you're called Danger Mouse for a reason because you are only 5'3". (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. You're 5'3", you're a small man, but you are dangerous Thanks. on the road. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about how you got this nickname, Danger Mouse. Uh, there's a friend of mine set up his clothing company, that you got it, and literally I'd asked him just to, to do up uh, a logo for me. And lo and behold, he came back with the Danger Mouse logo because of my initials, Derek Mackesy. Yes. And, and it stuck with me since. So I literally wear on my gear, Derek Mackesy running and fitness. Um, and that's kind of how it stuck, I suppose. So. Yeah. How do you feel, though? You you do get an awful slagging over your height. Let's be fair. I'm used to that. I but, tell people I was six foot when I started running and that's what happened. <laughs> it came down in size. Uh, before we head off, I want to ask you, how did you join Marathon Club Ireland? Just for anyone listening in and they're they're looking for that support, that community. How did you go about joining this group? Uh, took part in my first marathon in 2007 and then slowly kind of increased in years and got to meet other runners on the road like Dave Brady and Colette. And Dave, it's just it's doing this marathon above in Tullerone um, in Kilkenny. And we went up and it was actually the very first 
race of Margin Club Ireland being named Margin Club Ireland because it started as the West of Ireland series and that day Ray O'Connor was stepping back as chairperson and Vincent Guthrie literally had the race on and that was probably one of my days where I struggled. I had four miles left on the route, a very hilly course, two lap course and I was sitting at the side of the road when Catherine Guthrie came up beside me and said, come on, we'll finish the race together. So on we go, finish the last four miles and at the finish line, Vincent Guthrie comes over <laughs> and says to me, what are you doing with my wife? <laughs> that is so Vincent. So, so that's how we met. So literally leaving the, the complex there that day until the road and Vincent jumps out in front of the car and I stopped and all of a shock going, what am I after Robin now? <laughs> and Vincent said, you might come along to our next race in June and, and bring a friend with you. And of course I did and for three or four races afterwards I made sure I brought someone but that was in 2014 so I think in September 2014 I ended up joining the club and probably one of the better decisions that I've made and uh, being honest because the amount of friends I've made um, not just through, for running but in life has been f- phenomenal. Well, that's why I asked the question because if there's anyone listening in today and it's a little bit nervous about going out and, and doing these things, these people are the most amazing, inspiring community. They do do that. You know, if you're struggling, they will help you. If you're, uh, you know, struggling on the last bit, they will come through that finish line with you. They will you know, give you the tips and tricks that they've learned over the years to make you a better runner. Uh, absolutely love that. Big shout out to Marathon Club Ireland. If you want to join Marathon Club Ireland or know a little bit about them, you can get them at www.marathonclubireland.e and of course they are over on Facebook at Marathon Club Ireland as well. Just before we jump off, Derek, I just want to jump into what you do out in the UL. So if anyone wants to take part in your classes, what do you do exactly? I'm uh, the fitness class coordinator out there, so essentially I'm, I'm over the classes. Um, so I organise the timetable, the instructors and things for various classes. Um, we have up to 120 classes out there at the moment, which I think there's 78 of them are virtual, where we have a, a virtual studio where it plays on a screen. And then we have every class from spinning, body pump, uh, right through to kettlebells, TRX, gun X, which is a battle ropes class, um, circuits, total body workout with Richie Clifford. Um, so yes God, uh, wow, that's a lot of classes um, And we also have a running group which is You Love to Run um, which started off as Campus Run actually the same year as the inception of the Great Limerick Run mm-hmm. where a group came to me and asked me would I coach them I hadn't any coaching of running done up to that to do the six mile half marathon marathon um, out of that group we had two people that literally couldn't run a step and within ten months went to what I call from zero to hero done the six mile in Limerick in in sorry in Adair went on to do the half marathon in Limerick and done the marathon in Dublin that year wow so it just proves that anyone can do it doesn't have to be running by the way because in Marathon Club Ireland a lot of our members walk the marathons now as well so mm-hmm. it's not just runners um, you just have to have one marathon completed in order to join us um, so that's insane and it is it, it is you you just need one marathon and you can walk walk run walk run yep. that's for sure what I did on my first marathon well Derek honestly your knowledge has been endless you again are taking part in the Great Limerick Run which is happening next Sunday and I'm presuming a lot of Marathon Club Ireland will be there on the day I'm going to be at the halfway mark 
pumping you up. So I'm putting down the trainers and I'm not going to be trying to run any marathons next week. But it's going to be a fun day. Lots of music, lots of things happening for kids. So I'm really looking forward to catching up with you on the day. So Derek, again, thank you so much for joining me on Spin Now and giving everyone all that knowledge. Thanks, Katie.